your light it broke through my night restored exceeding joy your grace your grace it fell like the rain and made this desert land your light your light it broke through my night restored exceeding joy your grace it fell like the rain and made this desert live you have turned my morning into dancing you have turned my sorrow into joy you have turned my morning into dancing you have turned Hallelujah. We praise you, Jesus. You are worthy, Father. Hallelujah. Your hands, they lifted me up. I stand on higher ground. Your praise, your praise, it rose in my heart and made this valley sing. Your hands, your hands, they lifted me up. I stand on higher ground. Your praise arose in my heart and made this valley sing. You have turned my morning into dancing. You have turned my sorrow into joy. You have turned dancing you have turned my sorrow into joy hallelujah why don't you just worship him this morning this is how we overcome yes lord this is how we
Come on, how many thankful the Lord turned your ugly into something beautiful? Amen. Gave you beauty for ashes. Amen. He took away our sorrows and gave us joy. Anybody thankful for that today? Amen. Give your neighbor a high five. Welcome them out to Sunday school today. So excited to be in the presence of God. So excited to be here with our family and friends. Amen. We're going to go before the Lord in prayer today. Amen. We're excited to be at church. Excited to be in church today. Amen. We're going to go before the Lord in prayer today. Asking God to have his will and his way throughout the service. If you have a prayer request, we'll take those by the other thing of hands. Amen. How many knows God knows every need? No solution to those needs today. Let's go before the Lord boldly today in prayer. Lord, we love you and we praise you, God. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for all your many blessings, God. Thank you, Lord, for your love, for your grace, God. Thank you, Lord God, for all your many blessings, Lord Jesus. God, I pray, Lord Jesus, you'd open up our hearts, our minds, our souls to you today. God, you give us ears to hear, Lord, a heart to receive, God. God, I pray, Lord, if we have any sin in our hearts, you'd forgive us. God, if we said anything, heard anything, thought anything, God, done anything, Lord Jesus. God, anything that wasn't of you, God, you give us clean hands and a pure heart today, Lord Jesus. God, I pray, Lord, you'd move throughout the sanctuary, God, from the front to the back, Lord God, every side, Lord. God, that's your glory, your anointing, God, your love, your power. Feel this place today, Lord Jesus. God, I pray, Lord, you'd search our hearts, our minds, our souls, Lord God. I pray, Lord, you'd touch and bless, Lord God, every prayer request. Every need, God, you saw every hand that was lifted, God, and you know the need, Lord, that was attached to that hand, God, from the smallest to the greatest, Lord God, you care for us. God, you know and you see today, God, and I'm thankful for that today. God, I pray, Lord, you anoint our musicians and our singers as they usher us into a time of praise and worship. God, we're asking, Lord God, you inhabit the praise of your people today. God, we love you and we praise you. God, we thank you, Lord, in this house, Lord God. Amen. Can we lift our hands all across this place today? Come on, just lift your hands. Just begin to surrender yourself over to Jesus. Come on, God, I, whatever your will is today, God, whatever you want for me, Jesus. God, whatever you have for me, God, I receive it, Lord Jesus. Come on, begin to surrender some things over to him. God, I'm trying to carry some weights. God, I'm carrying some things, Lord God, I shouldn't be carrying. Lord God, I'll remove them, Lord Jesus. God, I surrender it over to you, Lord Jesus. God, we love you. We praise you, Father. God, let your will be done in my life. God, let your will be done in this church. God, we love you and we praise your holy name. Lord, you are great, God, and greatly to be praised. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Glory to hand clap of praise today. Come on, watch you lift up your voice at the same time. Let them know you love them. God, we love you. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. God, we praise you, Lord, and we honor you today. Lord, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. You can be seated just for a moment. I'm going to take some time this morning. Amen. The, the Lord has truly blessed our church, and he's taken care of us, and I'm thankful for that. As you look around our sanctuary, we have a beautiful sanctuary. Amen. We've been able to do a lot of things with outside. Recently, we're able to get, amen, the parking lot uh, paved and resealed. we got some new doors, and that is because of everybody's giving and everybody's willingness to go above and beyond and take care of what the Lord has given us. So I know at the beginning of the year we usually start out with pledges, but as we talked about in the business meeting the last few weeks, uh, we've been getting quotes on chairs and carpet 
and different things to make sure that we can take care of our sanctuary area. And as you can tell, it definitely needs some TLC uh, in here, and we want to be able to do that. And I'm thankful we have all the quotes in, and uh, we've been doing our homework, and this is going to be manageable. It's something we can definitely do as a church. Uh, So this morning, I'm going to present our pledge forms uh, for this year. And uh, what our focus is is going to be now through July 1st. And then in July, we may do something different if we still need, amen, to be able to, uh, to raise additional money for something. But uh, as we talk with the trustees and the pastoral team, we feel like this in here is the last major thing that needs to be done for a while. And we're thankful for that. So we'll make sure we're taking care of our church, take care of the last couple things. And uh, our giving over the last few years has increased, and I know that we can do this. So in just a few moments, we'll have you come up and grab a pledge form. But this pledge form this year is going to have two parts in it. Uh, as you know, we're wanting to replace the carpet, wanting to get chairs as well. Uh, as we look at money, we look at finances, it's going to be right around $24,000 to recarpet uh, all of this sanctuary, the, the platform, and then the section of carpet that's out in front where people see. Um, so that's the first thing. Last year alone, we raised over $25,000 in our project uh, pledge. So I know it can be done. We can definitely do it. The other thing is as we're replacing the carpet, uh, we have always wanted to do chairs. And that's going to give us the ability to move some things around. It's going to be able to, uh, if we want a little bit of a smaller setting, we can have a smaller setting. If we're going to have a larger event, we can bring more chairs in. We can host uh, different sectional rallies and things like that. Uh, One thing we're going to do this year is host Spring Conference for organization, which is a very exciting opportunity. It's an honor to do those things. And our church continues to be able to do that. So uh, we're going to be able to do that as well. So what we've already done is we have purchased 300 chairs. Uh, chairs right now are right around $60 a piece. Um, so the first part of our pledge form you're going to see is you're going to buy a chair program. $60 a piece uh, for those chairs. That includes the shipping, everything that it took. Uh, but what we're wanting to do is we're wanting our, our church family between now and July 1st to really, uh, uh, to really buckle down and start purchasing chairs for your family. So give my family as an example. We're a family of five. We're going to purchase five chairs. Not only that, but there's some family members in our family that we want to see saved. So by faith, by faith, we're going to pray about that, and we're going to buy some chairs in, by faith for some family members that we believe is going to be one to the Lord. So you're going to have that opportunity. Amen. That's a good thing, isn't it? It's a good thing. I've already talked uh, to somebody in the church that said she was reading it to her husband, amen, who's not in church, and he says, you know what, we're going to have to buy an extra chair, and he included his chair in it. So already... By faith, we're seeing some things take place. And I know that that made her smile because she knew, oh, that that chair's for him. Uh, So this is going to be open. So whenever you feel like you want to buy a chair, put $60 in an envelope, put it in uh, the mailbox back there for Sister Rexanne, and she's going to take care of it. The backside of it is we always do a large pledge. And when we do a large pledge, uh, it's, it's always whatever you feel like you can give for uh, the year, for the first six months of the year. Uh, we have tax time coming up. So if God's blessed you through that or you have some opportunities to give a larger lump sum, then you can do that. And that's going to go straight for our carpet. So we have two opportunities for you to give this year uh, through our pledges and carpet. Now, one of the things I'd love to see is our children, our young people get involved. We need to teach them the, uh, as a young child uh, that they can give to the Lord and God blesses you. Uh, so for our house, we're going to encourage our children to start working to help buy a chair. That's a good thing. They can do some chores around the house, help some family members, help some neighbors, and they can start collecting some money and uh, help buy a chair. 
Because what I want to be able to see is this church filled with people. And it's going to take our sacrifice, amen, our faith to do that. So we're getting ready to do our tithes and offering like we normally do. So if we'll stand all across this place today. We have pledge forms up here. Uh, but I want to pray. And if you want to take some time to talk this over with your spouse, take time to talk it over with your spouse. Look at your finances. Uh, but we know when we give to the Lord, God gives back to us. Pressed down, shaken together, and running over, he gives back to us. And I will tell you that this is not just a sales pitch. But I know for a fact I was sitting in a service, revival service. I was still a teacher, and I was going through my administrative degree. And the minister stopped and says, I want you to give tithing on what you want to receive. Give tithing for what you want to make. And we did that for about six months, uh, eight months. And uh, if you know, our family's been extremely blessed, and it's not because of us. It's because we gave to the Lord, and God blessed us and opened up doors. So I'm here to challenge you this year if you need a blessing, if you want God to touch your family, if you're looking for a job, this is the way you do it. You give yourself out of a mess. You give yourself into, amen, a new position or something like that, and it's not cliche. Because if you go around, you look at some of the people in our church that's been truly blessed, they're our highest givers. And they were our highest givers before they were blessed. Amen. And I promise, if you give back to God, God will take care of you. So what I want to do is I want us to go before the Lord in prayer. Amen. Just you and God right now. And I want you to start asking, God, lay some things on my heart. Lay numbers on my heart. You don't have to give it today. We're not asking for it today. But I want to start this right now, that God will begin to deal with us in our hearts, our minds. Amen. God, what can I give to the church, amen, to see this goal happen? Amen. Can we lift our hands all across this place and just begin to a mind of prayer, Lord? God, we love you. We praise you, Father. Lord, you're great, God, and greatly to be praised, Lord God. I'm thankful, Lord God, for all of our many blessings. God, I'm thankful, God, that you've touched us. You've opened up doors. God, you've touched us financially, God. There's many of us here, God, that have jobs we should not have. God, jobs we do not qualify for. God, but because you blessed us with them. God, it was through our giving, through our sacrifice, God, that you would allow doors to open, Lord God, and we're thankful for that. God, it's another opportunity, God, another, God, privilege for myself, God, my family. God, for each and every one of us to be able to give back into your kingdom. God, I pray, Lord, you touch and bless this, God. Lord, this pledge drive, God, we're starting today, Lord God. I pray, Lord, you begin to put numbers, God, on our hearts, God. You know the things we're going to face this year, God. You know the things, God, we're going to come against, Lord God, but we know, Lord, you take care of us. God, you honor, Lord God, sacrificial giving. God, I pray, Lord Jesus, begin to open our hearts, our minds, our souls. God, touch this project. God, I believe, Lord, that there's somebody watching today, God, or somebody that's not associated with the church, God, that can also bless this endeavor, Lord Jesus. God, I pray, Lord, you multiply, Lord God, the offerings, the gifts, God, the pledges that come in, Lord God. We love you and we praise you, God. We give you all praise and glory and honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Thank the Lord. Can we give the Lord a hand clap of praise? Can we thank the Lord in advance for what he's going to do? By my faith, God's going to take care of us. Through faith, God's going to let us see this through. Amen. Sister Laura, Bishop Purdue, they're going to buy the first 10 chairs. The first 10 chairs. Amen. Glory to hand and clap of praise for that. Amen. Bishop will match it. We'll go 10. That's for our five family and five. Amen. So we have the first 20 chairs taken care of. Amen. Make sure. Yes, if you want to see the chair, it's right here. This is not the collar. Um, 
There are some callers for the picture. You can see Sister Michelle, Sister Roxanne, if you want to see that. Uh, but it, it fits Bishop Purdue quite nicely. So you're going to be just fine. Um, it has a waterproof fabric on it. Um, it's supposed to be stain resistant. Um, if you if are worried, it holds up to 1,700 pounds. Um, so it's definitely definitely able to take care of some things. There's a book rack underneath. Yes, there's a book rack underneath. Uh, so a very nice chair. It's a higher quality chair. It's going to last us for a while. Amen. So please make sure you help us out with that. Many of you have been able to already sit in that chair and see it. Um, but we're excited for that. I have talked to some other pastors uh, from around our area and our organization that have recently bought these chairs, and they love them. Uh, so we didn't just do this all of a sudden. Uh, we took our time. We did our homework. We had the blessing of the trustees, and we're thankful for all their hard work, amen, and helping us out with this as well. Uh, but we're going to see this go through, amen. How many excited for it? Get the sanctuary looking nice, some chairs, some carpet, amen. Usher, start making your way up. Just a couple quick announcements while they're coming up. Worship and Word this uh, Wednesday at 7 o'clock. Please make sure you come out. Bring it to the elders every Tuesday night, 6 o'clock, 6 to 6.30. Come on out. This is open prayer night for everybody. Uh, if you have a need, the elders will be here. If you just want a time to pray, come here and pray with your family. Also today, our youth ministers. Doesn't he look so nice and snazzy today? <laughs> Sister Casey, you do a good job. You, you do a good job. I know this isn't easy. But he looks sharp. But our youth ministers, they're going to hold a, a potato bar today in the back. And all the proceeds for this will be going for the Winter Youth Convention. Um, I have heard that Sister Shelley has been throwing down. Sister Casey's been throwing down uh, making stuff. So if you've ever had their cooking, you know that they do a great job. Please come back. I was told there's plenty. It will be donations. Um, and, again, all proceeds will go and send our youth group to Winter Youth Convention. There is to-go boxes, and also you can come in and sit down if you'd like to sit down and then leave. So please make sure. Don't rush out of here. Support a great cause. Uh, if you're on keto or something like that, give a donation. God will so bless you. Oh, we have salads. We have salads. We have meat. So there you go. No excuses. There we go. Perfect. Salad, desserts, everything. Also, uh, this Friday and Saturday is Winter Youth Convention. It is here in the Horizon Convention Center in Muncie, so we're honored to host that in Muncie. And also, Walk a Mile is this Saturday, the 19th at 8 a.m. Sister Chandra, wave your hand. Sister Rexan. Amen. Make sure that uh, you get with them. They're going to make sure we get signed up, and we're going to have a great time this coming Saturday. <sighs> Anybody ready to get back to praise and worship? Amen. I want to be back to praise and worship. One more time, can we pray over this offering that the Lord touches and blesses it? Lord, we love you. We praise you. We worship you. We honor you, God. Thank you, Lord God, for our jobs, for the provision you've given us. God, we pray, Lord, you touch with the gift and the giver today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Go to march up your offering today. We have cards swipe over here to the side. Please pick up a pledge form. They're just right here. Pick up a pledge form. Fill it out within the next couple weeks. Give that back to Sister X saying, Continue to praise and worship with us. No place I'd rather be. No place I'd rather be. No place I'd rather be than here in your love, here in your love. No place I'd rather be. No place I'd rather be. No place. 
I'd rather be than hearing your love, hearing your love. No place I'd rather be. No place I'd rather be. No place I'd rather be than hearing your love, hearing your love. No place I'd rather be. No place I'd rather be. No place I'd rather be than hearing your love, hearing your love. Set a fire down in my soul that I can't contain, that I can't control. I want more of you, God. I want more of you, God. Set a fire down in my soul that I can't contain, that I can't control. I want more of you, God. I want more of you, God. No place I'd rather be. No place I would rather be. No place I'd rather be than hearing your love. Hearing your love, no place I'd rather be, no place I'd rather be, no place I'd rather be than hearing your love, hearing your love. Set a fire down in my soul that I can't contain, that I can't control. I want more of you, God. I want more of you, God. Set a fire down in my soul that I can't contain, that I can't control. I want more of you, God. I want more of you, God. Set a fire down in my soul that I can't contain, that I can't control. I want more of you, God. I want more of you, God. Set a fire down in my soul that I can't contain, that I can't control. I want more of you, God. I want more of you, God. No place I'd rather be. There's no place. No place I'd rather be. No place I'd rather be than hearing your love, hearing your love. No place I'd rather be. No place I'd rather be. No place I'd rather be than hearing your love, hearing your love. Set a fire down in my soul that I can't contain. That I can't control. I want more of you, God. I want more of you, God. Set a fire down in my soul that I can't contain, that I can't control. I want more of you, God. I want more of you, God. Set a fire down in my soul that I can't that I can't control. I want more of you, God. I want more of you, God. It may look like 
surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I Mountains are still being moved, and strongholds are still being loose. They could do that right here today. God, we believe it. Yes, we can see it. Wonders are still what you do. And bodies are still being raised. My giants are still being slain. God, we believe it. Yes, we can see it. Wonders are still what you do. We are here for you. No one else but you, Lord. Come and do what you do. See, we are here. We are here for you. Come and do what you do. Set our hearts on you. Come and do what you do. We need a move. We need a move. We need a move. 
you let the move of God begin to flow across this place. We'll lift our hands across this house. Come on, Isaiah said he saw the Lord high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. His glory was filling the house. Amen. I want you to understand today as we begin to praise and worship that God's robe and his glory is filling this house. And if you'll just reach out and you'll touch him. Come on, you can touch his glory. And everything's going to be all right. You can reach out and touch him. You can be made whole today. Come on, don't let the glory of God move by. Come on, without reaching out and touching him. Lord, I love you, Jesus. God, we need you today. God, I need a move. Come on, why don't you make it personal this morning. God, I need a move. God, I need a move of the Holy Ghost, God, in my life. God, I need to touch you. I need to feel you. God, I need to hear you today. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, the glory of God is in this place. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Begin to make your way back to your seats this morning. The beautiful thing about the robe is in that time, kings would have cut off the ends of another king that he defeated, and he would attach it to his. So the longer the robe for the king, the more battles he won. So you begin to think of how big this place is and how big a temple is and how long the train would have had to have been, how many victories the Lord would have won for his train to fill the temple. I'm telling you today, it doesn't matter what you brought into this place, God's already won that. God's already 
fought the very thing that you're fighting right now, and he's defeated it. God already has a victory over every ailment, every sickness, every struggle, everything you're going through right now. The King of kings and the Lord of lords is flowing through this place, showing God has a victory over it. Come on, won't you reach out and touch victory today? Won't you reach out and claim victory today? Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Surely the presence of God is in this place this morning. Amen. I'm thankful for that today. Amen. I'm going to go to 1 John chapter 4, verse 18 through 19. John chapter 15, it's 11 through 13. So thankful for the spirit of worship we feel in this place. Brother Corey's back there behind everything. He's sitting ready to come out, but I, I want to give him a great big hand. He is coming on his lunch breaks, amen, to play drums for us every other week, amen. Thank you, Brother Corey, for your sacrifice. We appreciate it. I mean, I don't know how many people would be willing to give up their lunch break during work to come and play, but I'm thankful that he has that heart and sacrifice. Thank you, brother. We love you and appreciate you for doing that. First John chapter 4, verse 18 through 19, as you're getting there. A couple other items to do with the carpet and the chairs. I know when I get rolling talking, I forget some things sometimes. Uh, but it is about five months out for the chairs. Um, and we will not have a shipment date until those chairs are ready. So we're looking at the end of uh, June, 1st of July at this point. Uh, so we will not pull the trigger on carpet or anything. Uh, we're going to make sure every chair is in the church. Because uh, if you've been dealing with shipping and supply chains right now, uh, you know it's a little crazy. So we don't want to pull up any carpet, take out any pew until we know we have everything that we need here on site. Uh, so we're looking at happening uh, end of June, 1st of July for the carpet and everything. So if you don't start seeing things happening, uh, know that's why we're going to make sure we have everything here first. Uh, Bishop also mentioned that if uh, we raise more money for the chairs, we'll just put that on the carpet. If we raise more money for the carpet, we'll just put that on chairs. Uh, if we raise more money for both, we'll just thank the Lord and uh, we'll see what else we can do. Amen. As you saw in our business meeting, uh, we, we don't have a whole lot left on the church building either. Uh, so here in the next couple years, I believe we're going to pay the church off. and There's going to be some great things. So uh, if somebody's out there and you've won the lottery or you've been blessed some way, um, I'll tell you how to spell my name and we can pay off the church. First John chapter 4, 18 through 19. The Bible says, For there is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear, because fear hath torment, and he that feareth is not made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. John chapter 15, verse 11 through 13 says, These things have I spoken to you, that my joy might remain in you, and that your joy might be full. This is my commandment that ye love one another as I have loved you. Verse 13 is a very familiar scripture we can all quote. Greater love hath no man than this that a man lay down his life for his friends. Amen. Just for a few moments today, I want to minister on this topic. Remember why. Remember why. Can we lift our hands to heaven? Amen. Just begin to ask the Lord to open our hearts, our minds, our souls. We already know his presence, his power is in this place today. Let's ask him, amen, one more time. Give us the ears to hear. Lord, we love you. We praise you. We worship you. We honor you today, God. Thank you, Lord, for all your many blessings. God, thank you, Lord, for the opportunity, Lord God, to feel your presence, to feel your power and your authority in this place today. God, I pray, Lord God, you give us ears to hear today, Lord, and a heart to receive. 
God, I pray, Lord, you touch every person in this place, God. I pray, Lord God, this word would go forth, God, and accomplish whatever it needs to accomplish, Lord God. We know it will, Lord, because we know your word does not return into us void. God, we love you and we praise you, God. If you can use anything, Lord, use this vessel. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. You can be seated today. Amen. Remember why. I will tell you before I get started, uh, I talked to Brother Ty for just a few moments this week at school, and uh, it had nothing to do with church, nothing to do with messages, uh, had stuff to do with kids looking up crazy stuff on their iPad, and that's about it. Um, so if you were in Sunday school class, uh, you may see some crossover between both of our messages um, today as we minister. But uh, remember why. Every person here today was brought to the church, uh, whether it's this church or another church somewhere else, for a specific reason. There was a reason why you came to church. Uh, it could have been Easter Sunday and you told somebody you were going to join, or it could have been Christmas Sunday and uh, you just came just because that's what you do. Uh, you may have been drugged to church by your parents or your friends. I was the one drugged to church by my parents. I'm a church kid. Anybody else a church kid in here? Amen. I remember being so ma- mad and angry with my family uh, because my cousins and them would have boats and uh, snowmobiles, and, and they would be out having fun and enjoying their time during service time, and I had to be in church. I remember being mad. Why can't we go do those fun things? But I'm thankful now. Young people, you'll realize. You'll be thankful. Uh, you'll even look back and realize that your parents were right on most things. Most things your parents were right on. Mine are here. That's why I'm not giving them full uh, ability to hang that over my head that I told you I was right. They were right on most. You may have been going through a difficult time and you were looking for a church home or you're looking for something, something different. You needed a move uh, because you were going through something. Anybody ever felt that way before? So it brought you to the church. You may have lost a challenge, a bet, and a friend told you, hey, now you got to owe up and come to church. Anybody there? I've heard of that happening before. Anybody in church because of that now? You may have promised someone close to you that one day I'll go to church. And then they left this world and you wanted to make sure that you, uh, you, you completed that promise and you came to church. Uh, we've all had different stories and different reasons of why we set foot in the church for the first time. But the reason we stayed is the same. And it's this, we fell in love with God. We had an encounter with God no matter if you came into this church willingly or not. The reason you're still sitting here today is because you had an encounter with a loving God that cared for you, that loved you, amen, that you realized died on a cross for you, that looked past your issues, your ailments, and your struggles. He didn't care what your last name was. He didn't care what your social and economic status was. He didn't care what your pedigree was. All he cared about was that you were here in his presence, and he wanted to bless you. I don't know about you, but I begin to feel emotional when I begin to even now read the story of the cross uh, because I've read it over and over again being a church kid. I've, I've seen it. I've read it. I've heard about it. But it still is something that when you read about the cross that it still pricks your heart and it still touches you. Why a perfect God that had everything going on perfect in heaven would come down and die for me, I do not know. Why he would continue to give me chance over chance, I do not know. Why he would love me so much that even though I try to run away from him, he's still there waiting when I come running back. I need you to remember why you serve God today. Remember his love. 
Remember His touch. Remember those moments when nobody else is around, but God was around. Remember that time you came down to an altar feeling empty, and you were ready to end it all, but God stepped in and says, no, I have something better for you. Remember when you were hooked out on drugs and alcohol, and God says, no, you're not going to be like the world, but I have greater plans for you. You need to remember why this morning that you're sitting in this place. It wasn't anything you did or I did, but it was all because of what Jesus did for us. Don't forget today. He reminds us, John chapter 15, verse 13, greater love hath no man than this, that he would lay down his life for a friend. Can I tell you that you're the friend in that scripture that he's talking about? Yes, from the person that's been here the longest till the person at your first service or your first week serving God, he was thinking about you on that cross that day. That blood that rained down from him was to cover your sins and my sins. It was there to cover a multitude of sins. Amen. A perfect man, a just man, a perfect sacrifice. Why? Because he wanted a close relationship with you and with me. This message has brought us to an altar of repentance. We've seen people after people come to an altar hearing about the love of Jesus. This is the message that prompted us, amen, to get baptized in Jesus' name. Anybody remember that time you got baptized in Jesus' name? I remember I was a young little kid, and I came up to Bishop during a praise and worship service, and I don't even know if you remember this, but I was bawling, amen, at an, at an altar at a young age. Don't count our kids out just because they're young. They may be acting silly up here, but, hey, that's how they praise and worship. Don't discount them when they're at an altar. Because I was eight years old at an altar, beginning to feel the move of God. I went up to our bishop, and I remember telling him, I want to get baptized. Amen. I remember getting baptized in Jesus' name at a young age. And it was then, amen, that God grabbed a hold of me. And I knew that this is what I wanted. I wanted to serve him because he loved me. I don't know about you, but I remember those days very clearly, amen, of coming to church, shifting from being half to come to church to getting to come to church. Come on, because that happens when you're a church kid. You church kids, listen to me. You may not want to come to church right now, but there's going to be coming a day when you're waking up mom and dad saying, no, let's get to the house of the Lord. Let's get to church. Let's get to prayer meeting. Let's get to revival. I know we're tired. I know we're wore out. But, hey, can we get ourselves to the house of the Lord? There's going to be a moment your children are going to be looking to you, whether you're going to take them to church or not. And I want my children to have the same relationship with God that I have. I want them to know what it feels like for heaven and earth to touch and to collide and to feel the love of God so strong on you. That's why we have to tell people all the time, you have to taste and see this. There's no words I can describe of what this feels like. However, if you've been in church very long at all, you know just as easy as it comes that you fall in love with God, that hurt comes. Pain comes. Suffering comes. And let's be honest today, hurt in the church is the worst hurt you can ever feel. It's going to happen. It's not if, it's when. 
you will be hurt. You will feel struggles. You will feel pain. You will feel like somebody's pulled a rug out from underneath you. It's going to happen, but it's in those moments that you still have to remember. Come on, Joseph had the best reason of anybody, amen, to throw away his walk with God. He was sold out by his brothers. He was lied on. Amen. He was cheated on. All these ugly things happened to him. But he still had a relationship with God that saw him through every difficult time, every struggle, and every issue. I need you to remember why you're sitting in this pew today. Because some of you have come broken and hurt. Some of you are coming back to God, thinking, God, something has to change right now, or I'm walking away. I don't feel your love today, God. If I don't feel your power, if I don't feel your touch, then I might as well stop. And I don't know how many times I've sit, amen, just going through my life in church and, and, and going through these different struggles and thinking like, God, surely this has to be the final time. Surely this has to be that final moment. Take away every pain, every issue, every struggle. Can I remind you that things that are worth having are worth fighting for. And my relationship for God is worth having. And it was worth fighting for for him on a cross. And if he's willing to have that fight in the garden, then I'm willing to have that fight in an altar that says, no, I don't want to go forwards, God. But you kept walking towards that cross, so I'm going to keep walking towards heaven. God, I don't want to go anymore, God. But you are willing to keep going, amen, even though you were cursed upon and sped upon. Amen. So, God, I'm going to pick myself up. I'm going to dust myself off, and I'm going to get myself back to the church. Pain and the hurt, amen, overwhelms us. We have thoughts, why should I keep coming to church? Why bother? It's always going to be the same. Nothing's ever going to change. I'm hurt. I'm broken inside. I remind you today that there is a season for everything. Just as you look outside, and a week ago we were going to determine whether we were going to have service or not because we got hit by a snowstorm, but now we look and there's no snow, amen, on the roads and the temperature's starting to warm up. Just as quickly, your situation in your life can change. One minute you can see black clouds and hear storms and feel the wind, but the next minute the sun can shine on you again. Don't forgetting, amen, that morning may endure for the night. But joy, but joy, but joy will always come in the morning. What you have to do is get yourself asleep and to wake back up. And some of us right now that's going through morning, all you need to do is wake yourself up in the spiritual realm and wake up into joy and wake up into peace and wake up into love and to remember why I do this thing. Church in Revelation chapter 2, we see that it had a lot of success as things were going well, but there was a moment that the Lord looked down on them. And even though things looked on the outside that they were going well, he looks and says, Nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee, because thou hast left thy first love. Brother Ty talked about this morning about going through the motions. It's easy to go through the motions, but you're not receiving anything when you go through the motions. 
It's an empty dance, empty worship, empty hand claps, empty words that will never bring you what you need. It doesn't matter how long you've been serving God. There's going to be moments that you've lost your first love. Situations. People. 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 Will make you reconsider everything. Don't forget it wasn't people that died on the cross for you. It wasn't people, amen, who gave a comfort and an anointing. But it was God in heaven who rose himself in flesh and said, I'm going to die for them because I love them. So get your eyes off of people and get your eyes off of situations and get your eyes off of this thing and that thing and get your eyes back on Jesus. Oh, I'm preaching to myself this morning. It was Jesus who died on the cross. It was Jesus who made a way when there was no way. It was Jesus who loves us so much. Why in the world during my struggles and my issues would I leave the most consistent thing that there's ever been in this world? The flower fadeth and the grass withereth, but the word of our God shall remain forever. Our God is consistent. He is there when nobody else is. He stood the test of time. Oh. Come on, you got to get bitterness out of your heart right now. You got to get jealousy and anger out of your heart right now. You got to get enviness out of your heart right now. And you got to push those things aside because it's the biggest killer of the church. You let a little bit of bitterness, a little bit of anger, a little bit of frustration get in your spirit. Amen. It's like a disease that spreads. And it's easy to focus on those things, Brother Ty, like you talked about this morning. It's easier to focus on the small foxes, the spoiled vine, than it is to deal with it. It's a much bigger picture. There's a bigger picture. There's heaven to gain and a hell to shun. Oh, we're trying to lick our wombs. There's a world that's going to hell. So what do we do today? What do we do today if we found ourselves in that place where we've lost our first love? What do we do when we get to that place where we just come and, and we go through the motions? You know what it feels like. You, you're standing up here and sister so-and-so is going nuts and praising and worshiping. Brother so-and-so is taking a lap. we got people crying and you can't feel God worth anything. Come on, that's not a time to leave the church. That isn't your cue that God's done with you. But that should be the biggest red flag that says, I got to get back to my first love. I got to get back to an altar. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 18 through 19 give us a remedy. And all things are of God, who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and have given to us the ministry of reconciliation. To wit that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not in putting their trespasses onto them. It's not you get what you deserve to God. But God says, I'll take what you deserve, and I'll give you what you don't deserve. 
Oh, come on, somebody. God's wanting to give you what you don't deserve and take upon himself what you do deserve. Reconciling the world unto himself, not in putting their trespasses onto them, and have committed unto us the word of reconciliation. It was through the cross that has given us the ability to reconnect with God and to get back to our first love. To remember why I do this. When the music fades, nothing else to worry about. Simply come just to get back to the heart of worship, just to get back to Jesus, just to get back to that feeling of Him being all over me. Come on, you know what I'm talking about today. How long has it been since you felt that? I'm talking about how long has it been since you were at an altar and you did not want to leave? You heard conversations going on around you and you heard the dismissal prayer, but you were sitting at an altar saying, God, I don't want you to stop this. God, I don't want you to stop this presence. God, you just keep pouring it on me. Come on, does anybody remember what that feels like? Some of us has been far too long that we've gotten lost in an altar. And we said, God, I don't want to leave this place. Oh, somebody, we've got to get back to that place. And it's through reconciliation. It's through presenting ourselves as a living sacrifice to God. It's through taking off this flesh. Taking off the titles, taking off the issues. And laying him down at the feet of Jesus and saying, God, I don't want this any longer. All I want is you. I don't want bitterness any longer. All I want is you. I don't want anger or jealousy any longer, God. All I want is you. I don't want depression. I don't want anxiety. I don't want failure. I don't want issues. God, but all I want to do is be at your feet. Reminds me of the lady with the alabaster box. Everybody else wanted to sit across from Jesus and hear the stories. They wanted to serve him. But she says, no, here's my opportunity to worship him. Here's my opportunity to get back down on his feet. And she would have heard the naysayers say, no, that's too expensive. That worship costs too much. That touch costs too much. But at some point we got to get our ears tuned out to the world, and our eyes tuned out to what people around us are doing, and get ourselves fixated on God. Oh, she heard what they had to say. I'm sure they called her names, and they said all kinds of things about her, but she says, I don't care what you have to say. My focus is right here. It's Jesus. This is the only thing I care about. Oh, come on, somebody needs to close your eyes right now. And you need to shut yourself in with Jesus. And you need to ignore what's going on around you. Oh, I don't care what they say about me. I just got to get to the feet of Jesus. I don't care what my reputation is. I just got to get back to the feet of Jesus. I don't care what this costs me. I just got to get back to the feet of Jesus. Come on, music, go ahead and come on. Come on, I feel God starting to move in this place. 
John chapter 15, we stopped at verse 13. Where it says that, hey man, no greater love has a friend than he laid down his life for a friend. No greater love has a person he laid down his life for a friend. In verse 14, he looks and says, you are my friends. You are my friends. No greater love could I give you, but I want you to know today you're my friends. And I did this for you. Henceforth I call you not servants. For the servant knoweth not what his Lord doeth. But I have called you friends for all things that I have heard of my Father. I have made known to you. Look at verse number 16. You have not chosen me. Why do you keep going back? Why do you keep going through the struggles and the pain and the hurt and the sorrow? Because I didn't choose God. But he says, I have chosen you, and I have ordained you, that ye should go forth and bring fruit, and that your fruit should remain, and that whatsoever ye shall ask in my Father's name, he may give it to me. But I want you to know today, and I want you to remember today, amen, you did not choose him, but he chose you. He chose you at your weakest moment. He chose you at your lowest depth. He chose you when you were wrapped around with every issue, every sin, and every problem. And he still saw the mess you were, and he still chose you. Oh, close your eyes all across this place. Tune out the noise of what you're going through. So I picture this. I picture Peter standing up in the boat with the waves rising. And the thunder cracking and the lightning striking. Something that will make any one of us scared to death. But even through the middle of a storm, when he found out what looked like a ghost was Jesus, his eyes were so fixated on getting to Jesus that no longer did the thunder scare him. The waves did not intimidate him. The lightning did not worry him. The storm in that moment meant nothing to him. But the only thing he cared about was the presence of Jesus that was just on the other side of the water.